Hello, everybody. Here I'm there to talk about Anchor. It's one of the best podcast uh, platforms that you can you can uh, go on. You can put all your podcasts on Apple, Google, any place. Any place to put up your podcast, you could all do it in one place. Anchor has all the tools to allow you to record and edit your podcast right from the phone or computer. And you can distribute any of your, your podcasts on any platform like Apple, Spotify, Anchor, you know, Anchor, Stitcher, iHeart, everything. It's everything you need you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. And let me tell you, I have had great experience with Anchor. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started today. That is Anchor FM to get started today. Welcome to Lions Talk. I'm Joe, your guy that's going to be hosting the podcast for Lions Talk, except on Wednesdays, which you will get on Wednesday. I think what I had to start off with was the prevailing thoughts about Jordan Davis going number two overall to Detroit. A lot of people have pushed back on the that idea. A lot of people have liked the idea. A lot of people have not liked the idea, and I'm going to go into why I think it's a good idea. I think, first of all, when you look at Jordan Davis as a as a prospect for the Detroit Lions, I think you have to look at how he fits into the team. If, you know, the Lions are saying that they're going to run a four-man front, if they run a four-man front, that's great because that, that allows more uh, abilities for uh, packages to be put on, on there where they can flex a 3-4 and put a 4-3 four, 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 and do a hybrid of those two. But if they are going to go to a four-man front, I think Jordan Davis is a great pick at number two overall. And people, um, they'll say... He has he didn't have the college stats. When you look at you know stats, it, it can be it can be misconstrued. Okay, first thing is you look at the stats of Jordan Davis and you go, okay, he wasn't that impactful in the pass rush. True, I mean he was impactful, but he wasn't impactful on the stat sheets. The second thing you look at is you go, okay, maybe um, he's just a guy who can play this certain amount of snaps. Here's what the reality is. Georgia is a defense who they tell their defensive linemen to stay home. Don't rush, get up the field that much. The linebackers will clean it up. That's their scheme. And sometimes when you get in a scheme like that where you have uh, uh, um, you have uh, a guy like Trayvon Walker, who's the defensive end from Georgia, you have the defensive tackle of Jordan Davis, their stats are a little bit misconstrued because of the, the scheme that they play in. I think you have to look at the scheme that these players come out of. Uh, it's like Jared Goff, right? When Jared Goff was coming out of Cal, he looked like an all, all guy that can make every throw and all that stuff. Problem is he played in the air raid offense at Cal. And Cal... They daily did turn out Aaron Rodgers, but that's what can misconstrue some people. Is when you have a guy like Jared Goff who can make the throws in a, in a, in a system like Cal, it could really stretch his dra- draft stock. You look at a guy like Baker Mayfield, the guy who played at Oklahoma under you know, um, 
and, and he, he won a Heisman. I don't think that you can just construed and say, oh, it's going to be all good. I think that's not something that you can do, and I don't think that's a smart way of evaluating talent. In the case of Jordan Davis, the one thing that he makes, he does well, is he, he takes on the blocks. And I think if you put him next to Lee McNeil, here's what you got. There's no longer a case of where Jordan Davis and Lee McNeil can both get doubled because then it's leaving someone like um, Charles Harris or Romero Gore unabated to the, uh, unabated to the quarterback. You mix in a blitz. You have a you have a blitz come a blitz package where someone comes up the middle. He's free because there's two double teams that are taking place or one double team and one's free, but he's got his hands full with McNeil or Anzarike or um, Davis. That's what I think. I think that's just if you look at the specifics, the scheme and the way that you could really scheme up the pass rush. I think that's a big plus. I think adding a guy like Jordan Davis really takes this defense to another level. I think this is, first of all, let's just get this out of the way. This is the worst draft to have the number number two overall pick. There is no quarterback. There is no edge rusher that people are like, he's a once-in-a-generation type edge rusher, like a Miles Garrett or a Chase Young or any of those guys. There's a lot of depth in this draft. There's a lot of depth in the, the edge rushers. There's a lot of depth in the wide receivers. And there's a lot of depth everywhere, but there's no quarterbacks available. And that's that's what the Lions really need. And spare me the nonsense of Malik Willis. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear Malik Willis. He's a guy who he's a good he's a he's one of the better quarterbacks in a bad quarterback draft. And usually, that is not a good sign. I mean, we've seen in the draft of EJ Manu, EJ Manuel where he went early, and so did uh, uh, a bunch of other guys that really just haven't panned out ever. Uh, and you see that. But you see quarterback drafts like where there's, you know, Allen and Mahomes and they go later in the rounds. And that's, I mean, later in the first round, like later in the top 10 of the first round. I mean, those are guys that, listen, you have to be right on those things. But in the case of Jordan Davis, I think he does make this team better. He does make this team harder team to play against defend offensively because you have you gotta you gotta think about a guy like a guy like uh Lee McNeil you got Jordan Davis you got Charles Harris Romeo Quara you got a lot of talent um you bring back Tracy Walker I like that I like that re-signing I think him and Harris were good re-signings that really will pay dividends in in, in the future in, in next year. Um, it's going to be fun what they do in the draft because there's a lot of mock drafts out right now that are just insane. The first mock draft I, I is from Pro Football Focus, and it's a it's this is probably the silliest mock draft. Akim Ekim Akwano. The offense tackle from North Carolina State and Traylon Burks are the two picks in the first round. Equanu, he would be great if we didn't have a, a great offensive line. Um, sadly, he is 
not a fit, and he's just not what we need right now for the Lions. I do like Traylon Burks. I think he's, aside from his combine, where he had a bad combine, I think that he can really impress in the NFL. And I think you put him next, you put him in the same lineup as a, a DJ Chark, uh, a Josh Reynolds, um, um, and all that. I think you can really, and uh, St. Brown, I think you would really um, push this thing over the top. I think this offense, they look like they can really do some big things this year. I think they could really do some big things this year. I think that this is this is a, this is a draft where you can make up the offense. You can do some things that are different. You can make some things look good. I really like the draft offensively. Uh, there's a lot of defensive players that are very very well, and we'll get into that as we get to the closer to the draft. But I think the coolest mock draft that I I saw was from Doug Farhar of the touchdown wire. And he had the Detroit Lions taking Kyle Hamilton and George Karloftis. George Karloftis is defensive end for Purdue. He's very, very physical. He's a good defensive end. He has great pass rushing uh, skills. Kyle Hamilton's the best player in this draft by far, by far. And I know people don't like the idea of taking a safety second overall, but he is the best player in this draft by far. He is the safest pick by far. He is the best pick for the Lions. You pair him up with the Tracy Walker, and then you, you have Jerry Jacobs continue what he did last year. You could have a really, really good secondary, and I think you can get after a passer too. Remember, when Romeo Acquire got hurt, before he got hurt, he was doing really, really well. Really, really well. And when you look at the Detroit Lions, I mean, Okwara last year, he 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 played he played a limited amount of games. He had six combined tackles, one sack in twenty twenty. He had ten sacks. He's a very very good football player. He's actually you know he's a big part of this this rebuild in my opinion. I mean, you got him from the he came from the the Giants and and he's just been he's just been really really good. He had eight. He averages about 15 QB hits a year. He's he had 11 tackles for loss in 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 in, uh, in uh, 2020, and he started in four games for Detroit last year. But he just he just got he got hurt, and that was not fun. It was not good for the Detroit Lions, and they really struggled. And that that was defensive end is a big portion of the way to look at. I think when you look at Hutchinson, I think he fits what the Detroit Lions want in uh, in, a, in a defensive end. You know, Aquara is six four two fifty five. Aiden Hutchinson is about the, about the same. Aiden Hutchinson is it's just he's he's a good he's a good player. And I, but I don't think he I think the Jacksonville Jaguars pick him, and I I really struggle with the Jaguars taking that player because I would really like Aiden Hutchinson, but. If you're putting gun to my head, you told me I have to pick one player. I definitely would pick Kyle Hamilton. I think he's a good, he's a player that's going to really solidify this team. I think he's going to really solidify this offense. I mean, the defense. I think the amount of edge rushers you have 
in depth wise in this draft. I think you can move up, get it as rusher. You know, I think in the case of the mock draft that Doug Farhar has, if George Karloftis falls to twenty eight, trade up, get him. I, I I'd be shocked if he fell to that that far. But listen, that's just the way that draft works. We're about a month away from the draft, so we're obviously going to get into some more things to get into. I like this team going forward. Uh, I think Dan Campbell has this team on the men's. I, I think people were, when they looked at free agency, they're like, why aren't they spending? Why aren't they spending? Well, the reality of the situation is next year, it sets you up for a pretty hefty spending spree. You're going to get some players that you're going to be able to pay because you had the money. And I think going into next year, it's a, it's a chance for you to, build quicker i think coming into this you know this whole this whole um when we went when dan campbell brad holmes got hired i i I said from the get-go that this was a two-year three-year rebuild at minimum The, the 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 just this the way that bob quinn and Matt Patricia just gutted this team was incredible. It was incredible. I don't think you can even say what the Detroit Lions did was. I, I just don't understand. It. Like the way Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia put this team together, I, I really just I didn't understand from I think this the first year first games, couple games that Matt Patricia was coach, I just, I kind of was like, okay, maybe they have something. As we got into the year, about the end of the year, I was like, okay, this team, they got to make some major steps. And you, you got to remember, Matt Patricia came in for Jim Caldwell because Jim Caldwell wasn't getting over nine wins. I mean, it would have been lucky for Matt Patricia to get over nine wins with with the the the, the, <laughs> the way that they ran things. But I looked at this rebuild as, as a two-year rebuild minimum, minimum. And you look at the quarterbacks coming out this year, you literally can't script a worse chance for the Detroit Lions to have a rebuild. There's no quarterback that's good in the, in this draft. There's no generational talent. You, This is Brad Holmes. Will, this is where Brad Holmes will make his money. He's He's got to make doing the picks that he gets and it's, it's going to be crazy um i just think that i just think that he has a lot of uh, he has a lot to get done um there's a lot of things that they're missing on this team and i think that they have a lot of i think they i think they know that their offense is pretty complete right now but uh the defense needs some help and that's that's the bottom line. And I don't know where you would go in terms of what makes this defense totally better. Well, Jordan Davis would make the team better. Kyle Hamilton would just make the team better. In the end, it's about getting talent here. It's about getting talent here. It's about getting the best talent for the Detroit Lions going into the new year of 2022-2023. And... I think this is a stepping stone here. I really think the Detroit Lions could be in a very, very uh, good situation. 
I don't think they're going to finish last in the division. I don't. The Bears are going to be horrible. Um, the Green Bay Packers, they lost Devontae Adams. I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to. Minnesota, I, I don't know. Anthony Barr is still out there. I mean, a lot of these teams have taken steps back. If Brad Holmes hits this thing right, he could be, you know, put himself at seven, eight wins this year. I think that it, it and that's another thing that goes against the Detroit Lions is what, what if you win too much? And that's not a bad thing, but let's, let's be honest. They need a quarterback. And obviously the big news of the day for the Detroit Lions is they're hosting defensive end Arden Key. Now, I do like that uh, but, I mean, uh, Brad Holmes is going to be doing his due diligence on these guys, making sure that he can get the right people in to Detroit. Arden Key, has, he, he played pretty well last year, but I think if you give him a role, I think he can make things happen. Um, I don't know what that means for the draft. I don't think it means anything for the draft, but we'll see what comes up in the next couple of days. I think that's going to be, obviously you can stay tuned here and we'll, we'll have it here on the Lions talk. Um, but listen, this is the first episode. Um, it's, we're going to have some guests on here. Uh, we, we hope to have some players, some beat writers, you know, talking draft and all that stuff. So that'll be, that'll be fun. But um, thanks for listening to the first podcast of Lions Talk on Detroit Lions News. And listen, we're going to have more of these. Obviously, every day we're going to bring some content to the table. And you're going to see what it's all about. And we're going to have some fun with it. Um, As always, one pride. And we will see you tomorrow on Detroit Lions News, Lions Talk.